So here we are at the end of another year. How has your 2019 been, Alex? Many things. It's been like a six, seven out of ten, six out of ten. So was that better than last year? Yeah, I think so. I, I think I'm getting more of a handle on like how to be in this body and mind like every <laughs> every year. Okay, so you're getting more and more of an understanding on it. Yes. How about you? How, um, what did you do this year? What did I do this year? Um, it is kind of a blur, and uh, I feel like I learned a lot for sure. And I'm gonna try to start being less vague in a second. <laughs> um, this year was interesting. I I got back into this. Uh, first of all, this podcasting thing more full swing. And kind of found a new uh, groove with it. Um, I had done a podcast before called Talking About the Passion when I was in Seattle. And uh, that was more in-person interviews. And then I moved back here to to Massachusetts and uh, just didn't quite make as much sense to me anymore. And I was having trouble finding guests. But the wonderful world of, uh, of Skype and kind of um, understanding what I could turn the podcast into into and all these kind of extra bonus episodes and me talking about things on my own and stuff. Uh, this, this was a good year to, um, to, uh, get better at podcasting and, um, you know, just, just have recurring stuff that I figure, uh, fans would be interested in. And, it, and it's also been a, I've made a lot of good connections with other musicians this year. It's been another good year for that meeting, meeting new people. It's, uh, I don't know. What do you think? About which aspect? About it all. <laughs> I don't know. Do you follow the podcast much? Yes. Besides your own episodes? Um, yeah, I, I, th- I think that you really kind of found your stride this year. Um, I, I like how you have episodes where you just talk about things you're interested in, like Japanese music. Um, and I, I mean, you're great at interviewing people, but also it's just interesting to hear your thoughts about anything, anything music. So mm. yeah, I love what you did with the podcast. One thing I want to do um, as I continue uh, making episodes is if I can get more kind of fan or listener input on what I should talk about. Because if you just give me a prompt, like say, what's your opinion on this album? That's all I need to start going for 15, 20 minutes. But it's it's hard for me to kind of come up with that stuff on my own unprompted. So that's something I'm looking forward to for next year is getting more um, like fan suggested episodes would be cool. I think it's always a great idea to like have a pulse on what your fans want. Um, yeah. And what they. It's been a little hard to do that recently. I'm hoping to, to get back into that more, get, get more uh, people engaging. It, like, because when your fans um, know that you're listening to them, um, I, I think it increases your connection with them. And like they feel more respected by you, they respect you more. Um, that's the thing I like about. Um, like YouTube creations and podcast mm. podcast creations, um, yeah. because they're not like there's not this big monolith of a, of a company, a production company in your way of connecting with your, the creators. The creators are list are looking at comments that you're making on their videos. Uh, they're they're looking at reviews. Um, they they are interacting with their fans on like Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. Yeah, um, and like. It's just amazing. Like I love the interactive aspect. Um, 
So yeah, sometimes I think there's a little too much exposure and a little yes. too much forced interaction. Like uh, you know, depending on the the entertainer, celebrity, whatever you want to call it, like everybody has to be an open book and constantly communicating all the time. It's true. Sometimes it works in some cases more than others. I mean, I am absolutely happy because I don't perform, I don't travel or anything. So the more opportunities I get coming up to really know who, um, who cares about my stuff. I, I love that. And I I'd absolutely love to talk to anybody, but, um, you know, Robert De Niro should be Robert De Niro mystique and all. He should not right. be overexposed. I think. Agreed. There's kind of this, you know, when you have too much content, it just, it gets a little muddy sometimes but generally it's been great you know when you decide you get into a certain show or a certain actor or a musician there's just so much more to dig through and kind of nerd out about that i'm sure was was missing before absolutely like i've i've talked to a lot of my favorite creators whether they be podcasters or you know youtube video makers or um musicians and i've like had interactions with them and like it's just like I love it and yes it's important to you know maintain boundaries for yourself um you know you you can interact with with fans as much or not fans <laughs> as much as you want or, or as much as you <laughs> haters yeah haters yeah as much as you want or as much as you don't want so it's all up to your control yeah there is kind of a choose your own adventure element to yeah uh, using social media and everything for sure. Um, but yeah, that, that's been great. Just, um, the, the podcast being a catalyst for me, um, just being able to share a lot and, uh, meeting people and, uh, definitely another thing I want to, uh, have for, for the next year coming up 2020 is, um, yeah, just getting more fan and listener feedback. Um, you know, either with the, podcast or with any of my videos or the songs in general that's that's definitely something I want to I want to build on coming up um another kind of more significant accomplishment for Niagara Moon this year probably was we put out a new EP that you did it's not it's, it's not that new at this point but um fuss budget uh we launched the uh fuss budget EP experience for uh for fans only at the beginning of this year and then um after that was exclusive for a while, of course, we, we put it on all the other channels, Spotify and stuff. And um, it's interesting looking back on that group of songs now after a bunch of time has passed because uh, at the time I thought it was pretty hot stuff, but now I'm, I'm so much more excited for, for the next batch of what I have coming Classic. up. Um, it, was a, it was a good... I'm glad I made it an EP too. It was a good kind of transitional um, project yeah. for, for our stuff. What do you, how do, where does the uh, EP sit for you and your, oh, I, your scholarship I of I freaking love that EP, the Fuss Budget EP. Whenever I, um, just as an aside, whenever I hear like somebody who's a fan of like a podcast or a band like on that podcast, like mm -hmm. talking or like, like talking to the, the host, I'm always like, yeah. why aren't they like saying how much they love like that? <laughs> like, why are they so cagey about it? Yeah, like like they're just like talking to them. Like I'm like I love the Fuzz Budget EP. If you're listening to this, you have got and you haven't listened to the Fuzz Budget EP by Niagara Moon. You have got to listen to it. It's so beautiful. Um, uh, Race to the bottom. It all comes down. Those are two tracks I love so much. 
Um, running, running only gets you so far. I also really love. Um, it's so beautiful. Like the production is so crisp. I mean, like there's there's not a lot of um, like effects on it. I, it's it's very like um, it's a very honestly recorded album. Like everything is recorded and mixed perfectly. The piano is so like present and full bodied, and Thomas's vocals are so crispy and well sung and like present and just everything sounds so great and the songwriting is amazing and um his girlfriend uh Weimin, i think is how it's pronounced yeah. is yeah. yeah is is like doing some backing vocals on there and yeah, yeah. they're so ethereal um yeah she did a, a really lovely job on um she's she's only on two of the five songs out of the ep but i uh yeah having done that with her i definitely um made it a priority to get her harmony vocals in a lot more with uh, the next bunch of songs I've done. Oh, so nice. It was, it was a great kind of learning experience for me, how, how the, the way, the way we work together best. Um, and yeah, thanks for the kind words, man. That's a, uh, that's a great endorsement. Um, yeah, the fuzz budget EP, I mean, maybe if you're listening to this, you're already well familiar with it, but obviously it's anywhere you normally listen to music. And if you want to get the deepest, dive and kind of see a lot of more behind the scenes content around it and kind of candid uh, performance videos and the story of it because each song is associated with a character. If you just want to get that whole experience, um, I'm still, uh, the the experience is still going on. You, you, uh, you sign up to uh, get links via email and you just kind of go on that, that journey online. So that is still available if you uh, if you go to niagaramoonmusic.com, the link is there, or um, if you go uh, to the Facebook page, you should find a, a link to click on there. So definitely, if if anybody listening really just wants the full immersive experience, that's the uh, the thing to do still. Um, but yeah, and and thanks for your participation in that, and um, yeah, that was uh, I um, that was more focused that that EP. I don't know if you're familiar with uh, the album that came before that, the, the previous year. Of course. Back to something new. Everything. I, I've heard everything by you. Yeah, you, you heard everything. Yeah. Because um, <laughs> that was an album where I was very confused and try, trying to tr do a million things at once. Yeah. And I was like, I'm working with a band now, but what is the, kind of the ethos of the band? And I also have these electronic tracks that are all completely different from each other and uh -huh. it's just it's very disjointed and maybe um in a way that's interesting if you like you know start getting into my stuff because it's it's so bouncing off the wall but i definitely wanted to break away from that and just have something that was more concentrated and more yeah. um deliberate so i was pretty successful in that i guess so i was, I was happy about that with the ep i'm not at all surprised that that you just said that because um, I didn't know that that was the case for you. But I mean, like I love Back to Something New. It's a great album. And the instrumentation and the musicianship on it is really, really impressive. Like the arrangements are crazy. And a lot of them are like jazz blues inspired, I think. A little bit. Yeah, yeah. I, the, uh, the drummer I was working with had a very um, strong like funk background. That is, and, that's very uh, apparent. Yeah, the the bassist too. He was really into that. So that uh, kind of filter definitely played a role. Mm -hmm. And the chords that you use are very 
There's a lot of notes in them. They're they're like complex chords. I like diminished chords. If anybody knows what what those are, what say that again? Diminished chords. Oh yes, you did use diminished. George chords. Harrison uses a lot of those. It's like I almost want to put in one for every song now, because they just <laughs> had a cool little. They're easy to play. They they don't make it any more difficult to perform, but they right. just add this kind of weird jazzy component. Um, yeah. So the the musicianship in Back to Something New was certainly helped by working with those guys and everything. But it's also like I I want I want to answer the question more like what is Niagara Moon really about musically? Because I kind of like raised you know, 11 different questions with that one. So You did. Um, I, th I think of it yeah. as it has a lot of good songs. I'm still pretty proud of a lot of the songs in there, but um, it's, uh, as an album, it's more subjective, I guess. <laughs> yeah, um, I, you know, I, I agree. i myself in the foot there. It, it, it kind of, like, I love a few songs on there, like um, The Bomb is Back in Style, um, Sunburn. That was a fun one. Sunburn in Seattle. Um mm. Like uh, the devil speaks my devil speaks my name. Um, there are a few ones I really like. To, uh, each of them is like very different from the last, as you said. Um, like as an album, I think that's it's not my favorite of yours. Um, it does have some songs I love, but like I feel like with Fuss Budget, you kind of got back to what at least I think of as being quintessentially Thomas Irwin. Um, uh -huh. <laughs> yeah, which which is what this is what I think of as Thomas Irwin. Thomas Irwin writes these absolutely like just gorgeous vocal melodies that are kind of sad. Um, and I mean, he he also like can make songs that are like catchy and and energetic, and that is definitely quintessentially Thomas Irwin. But like to me, like your biggest strength, actually, actually, I don't know because. Some of your songs that are energetic and like happy are, are really great. Like um Eating Peaches and um mm. like Culture Loses to the Dollar. Um yeah, yeah. Nothing is coming from me. I mean, these are these are songs that are are not particularly sad, but I think are just so yeah, yeah. quintessentially you. But then there's also this like it, it all comes down, like the chorus of it all comes down. And it all comes down mm -hmm. to whether you bring love in your life. It's oh, wonder, you should do a cover. That was wonderfully uh, performed. There. <laughs> I did. I I could cover every single one of your songs um, on Fuss Budget like right now. Like I could sit at the <laughs> piano and play them all. Um, well, th thanks, man. I re those are uh, again. I really appreciate hearing that. Um, I uh, Fuss Budget was deliberately like just. I wanted to make it a downer. Like, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I just had a few songs that happened to be like that. And it was like, we moved back to New England in the middle of winter yeah. and we didn't have our own place yet. And I was running out of money and I was like, well, let's just embrace this kind of feeling yeah. for, for this project. And, um, so news for you is I'm, I'm definitely getting back to the more, uh, upbeat stuff to come, but I, I wanted to give the, those kind of songs their, uh, their moment. Those are for me. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. Um, but yeah, so it was, um, if we're getting back to kind of the uh, end of your recap, it was very creatively and musically um, rewarding, I would say for myself. I still feel like I'm in a pretty good place with that. Um, I was happy to get the EP out there. Uh, I haven't gotten as much attention on that compared to like eating peaches as uh, I was hoping for or would like to yet, but I definitely think it's going to be... Uh, 
a grower for people. I hope I'm, I'm still pretty happy with it. And, um, I wrote a lot more new songs too. I really like, it was, a a big year of just plowing on, plowing through again with the songwriting and getting a lot of, uh, getting a lot more new material nice. and, you know, arranging and perf recording, performing all that. It's, uh, I didn't slatch on that either, which, um, brings me to the point that I will be releasing a new album quite soon, like in a few months. You heard it here, folks. You heard it here first. Well, yeah, maybe I mentioned, some, no, I totally announced it on my Facebook a few months ago, but, um, <laughs> just, yeah, getting into the status on that, um, I'm going to hold off on announcing the title for a little bit longer, but, um, I'm in the second round of mixing now with all the songs that's going to be done, you know, by the end of the year. And then I'm going to send it out for mastering and that only takes a week or whatever. So these, um, recording wise, it's going to be finito quite soon and I'll be sitting on that. So I'm going to, I'm going to launch a, uh, a new interactive, uh, online experience for that and, um, s start getting all the, uh, the art and, uh, kind of concepts for all that together quite soon. Um, and I'm getting, uh, album artwork, uh, done right now and it's looking really cool. I'm excited about that. Um, I hired an artist who uh, I met in Seattle, Brian Noise Watkins, um, I guess he's in California now. He's moving to Los Angeles, but he does these wonderful sort of like, it's like seventies children, car, seven, like seventies kids cartoon looking illustrations, but there's something kind of weird and off about them. Um, so I just, I liked that sort of kind of surreal balance he has. So I'm ex we're, uh, we're working together now on the, um, the album cover and it's, it's coming together pretty well so far. Nice. I'll be excited to share that. You you seem to have a million illustrators kind of under your your thumb <laughs> with your projects. Like every every a part of release always has a new kind of crazy depiction of you in the world or yeah, in some music universe. I have a lot of uh, like my fans are basically all like the same person. Like, like <laughs> <laughs> they're all illustrators. Yeah, they're all just like visual artists. It's hilarious, um, but yeah, they're all like visual artists um, and. I basically just say like, you know, who wants to do my album art? And then like, a few, and then like, actually, no, I don't say that because, <laughs> because everybody would raise their hand. Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, for the last single I released, Bridges Gone, I mm -hmm. did say that. The, the day that I released the single on Bandcamp, I said, hey, guys, so uh, I've kind of been like slacking on you know, getting the album art for the, or the single art for this single. Uh, so if anybody wants to send me something, that'd be great. Like I said that in my Instagram story. And so then I got like, you know, maybe about 15 people who sent me like just little doodles that they did or, yeah. or photo wow, right away. Huh? Yeah. Like that same day and, and, uh, little photographs and, um, I what am I saying? Photographs. Like I'm from the 50s. Um, <laughs> pictures. That actually photos. Maybe that'd be better. But um, yeah. PDFs, I tell you. <laughs> JPEGs. <laughs> the works. <laughs> they, they sent me JPEGs. And uh, actually, one person sent me these, the perfect, perfect photos. And mm. um, 
And so I ended up using those. But um, so anyway. Yeah, fan art is awesome. I, I want to, that's another goal of mine is to get more of that. I, I had a, a, a listener, um, a fan do the back to something new cover for me. So that, that was really cool. Nice. But uh, yeah, I want more of that. Like when you get other artistic people kind of responding to what you're doing and it feeds into like their own creations, that's a really cool feeling. Yeah, man. I got I to gotta imagine. Because you know that like not only are you getting art that you need, but you're also like making someone feel really, really good. Cause yeah, the, the collaborative uh, aspect of it is, is really cool. Yeah. Cause they're, they're a fan of you. And like, imagine if you got to like contribute to one of your favorite artists projects when you were like, you know, 18, that would just like, that would make me that feel rock your world, so right? good. It really would. If I was 18, that would blow my mind. Yeah. It's still hard for me to picture myself that I don't know. I hope this doesn't come off as a humble brag, but it really is. It's a weird thing to kind of take myself seriously as somebody who would that have that effect on somebody else. Right. Like I, I should be on the other end of that equation, <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah. Like I, I'm still not, um, yeah, just coming to terms with that still. Like I'm always kind of like, well, you really had this much of a reaction to <laughs> this and yeah, maybe, I don't know, maybe that'll make more sense to me later on. But that, yeah, that's something that you've had a lot of, uh, experience with. What, why is that? So why is that hard for you to, uh, come to terms with? I just, I still feel, I feel like I'm a fan still right more than a um you know somebody that somebody else is going to uh kind of artistically covet in that way right you know i mean it's just it's a transition for me because i've always been that person and to be the to be the one i don't for lack of a better word admired is still like "Mm." i mean it'd be easier if i was meeting people in person too you know it's it's all uh it's still just um, stuff you see online. Yeah. But, so that's, that's another that's true. thing that would be cool is to kind of, um, yeah, again, just uh, cool connections with fans is definitely at the, the top of my list. Mm-hmm. Um, another uh Yes, you, you released pa- piano music. I released piano music is another thing I started this year. That's kind of more of a, it's kind of adjacent to Niagara Moon, but um, I kind of wanted to do a side project because uh, I like just playing piano, and I, I often come up with a lot of things that end up just being instrumental. And I'm um, doing sometimes solo piano music, sometimes I'm collaborating with other people, but uh, under my own name, Thomas Irwin, I'm uh, building up my Spotify, uh, putting out um, a steady schedule of, uh, of releases. I got on a Spotify editorial playlist with um, with a recent piano song <clears throat> piano song which is cool I'm making like four bucks a day from that now oh nice baller um, holy shit that's, that's more than I've ever made from, from music well it's yeah part of it is it's like I enjoy making this kind of music and it is sort of um, you know it's it's not going to have my personal flavor in it as much right. it's kind of functioning as uh, instrumental background music but if people are are interested in that again you can just find uh, Thomas Irwin on Spotify and I have a few uh piano pieces on there and then a few things I've, I've done with another dude. Um, so I'm looking forward to building that up as well, just kind of on the side, um, just to have another aspect of what I do. 
Um, and it's, it's, uh, it's something you can kind of grow and work on every day in terms of uh, building up your, your listenership for that. So, um, that's been fun. And, uh, probably my favorite part of this year to kind of, um, end this recap was, uh, Huimin and I got to travel in Japan for weeks and we got to perform out there both as, uh, Niagara Moon and, um, with my old, uh, former band in Japan, Otarehan. We got to do a lot of music out there for a, you know, Japanese audience in Kyoto. And that, that was really, really fun. Um, and we got footage of some of our shows on, on YouTube and all that. Are you, uh, I'm curious, have you listened to Otarehan? Um, I've, li- I've listened a bit, but not as much as uh, Niagara Moon. Um, it's, it's basically, it's bas- a lot of the songs are basically Niagara Moon, just in a different language. Really? <laughs> like Wait, really? Uh, <laughs> I mean, it, it, I wrote all the songs and I pretty much did all the arranging and stuff. And I do most of the singing. So um, if anybody like is this Niagara Moon nerd and just wants to hear more of that kind of music, yeah, I'll check out Otarehan because that's kind of my origin story right there. That's it's where I started writing songs. Um, the the very first album called Otarehan is a little rough around the edges, but the uh, the double EP, the second album, I I'm still pretty happy about a lot of those songs. Back to the beginning is that called? Back to the beginning. So it's 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 confusing. I shouldn't have done this, but <laughs> um, it you can think of it as an album called the double EP. Oh, because with can't the first sell half, as well. Yeah, can't sell yeah. and back to the beginning because they're very. The first half is like electronic driven, like two man, more kind of software instrument elements going on. It's not as much like a rock band approach. And then the second half of it is like band. So it's you go from like the electronic world to like the band world over the scope of one album. So it's. Um, depending on how you listen to it, it's either two EPs or the double EP. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I had a lot of fun making that and that was a great kind of learning experience for me with, with making songs and a variety of different arrangements and working with other people. Um, I'm, I'm just like queuing up your double EP <laughs> in, in my Spotify, like right, right now. <laughs> so. Yeah. I, I forget to kind of mention it sometimes cause it, it's, just sort of convoluted to explain but um yeah those I, if those songs got a little more love that'd be awesome <laughs> okay I, I got cds if anybody wants a double ep cd um written in japanese and everything i took them back with me on the plane <laughs> I'll, I'll give them more love i'll i'll, I'll, I'll listen like hundreds of times <laughs> so, sounds good yeah that uh was most of if not all the like live performing i've done uh, just cause I'm not, I don't really have a lot of connections in my immediate local scene and it would be kind of, uh, it would take a while to put that together and it's just, it's a lot of extra time and energy that I don't necessarily have, but if an opportunity came my way, I'd take it, but I'm kind of more, I'm a homebody if, if, uh, if anybody's guessed so far. <laughs> yeah. Um, so am I. But that brings me to, I, uh, I got a little bit more into live streaming um, performing on Facebook Live because uh, I do want to have some performance element. Um, uh, I love Facebook yeah, I Live. Um, and Yeah, and, uh, yeah, and you're, you do those pretty well. Thanks. I know that's something you've gotten into. I, I do them mostly on Instagram because um, that's where my fan base is. But um, like 
it's so fun because like, I, yeah, I'm a homebody too. And I don't really, I really spend almost 95% of my time alone at home. Um, and, but that allowed, but Instagram live and Facebook live allow me to like do an actual concert. Yeah. You're and, performing, man. And a lot of people are, are watching you. Yeah. If not, the, if not in real time, you know, like pretty soon afterward. Yeah. Upwards of 10 people. <coughs> yeah, man. <laughs> so it's hard to get 10 people in a room on a, you know, a Tuesday night and true. wherever the hell, like that's hard. It's actually and true. That, that's a lot of work. And if you can kind of skip that and you're okay with that, without them actually being there physically with you, it's like, I'm down with that. Yeah, man. Um, yeah. So I do, I did a few, I kind of fell off a little bit cause I just got busy with the holidays and everything, but I definitely, um, intend to keep going with that, uh, in the coming weeks and year is, uh, make that a bigger component of Niagara Moon is, is having those um, performance videos for people. Um, yeah, they're fun. And they're, they're kind of scary. You get a little nervous because it's yeah. like uh, you have just kind of the laid backness of being in your home studio by yourself. But you're like, oh, wait, people are going to yeah. watch this right now? <laughs> yeah, you can't let yourself get too comfortable. Yeah, um, but it's cool. And then in, uh, people get to comment and... So that's definitely uh, something I want to expand on. Um, so I feel like that kind of sums up this past year pretty well. Um, and like I said, next year is going to be big. I'm going to have a whole new full-length album. It's going to be the first one since Back to Something New in 2018. Um, and I'll start with uh, an exclusive behind-the-scenes experience for uh, for mailing list um, people only. And... Um, I'm uh, of course still writing e even more songs beyond that. I just it's a it's a habit I can't quit. I think I've like finished seven or eight songs, the writing of them at least like since finishing that album, which isn't even out yet. I don't Damn. know if you work at a similar pace still. What work for what? Or do you work at a similar pace? You're writing songs all the time, or do you have to take long breaks? Um, well. You know, my my day job takes up a lot of my mental energy, so I'm not writing mm. as at the blistering pace that I that I was for the past few years. Um, blistering, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you know, I'm trying to write as much as I can. Um, so yeah. yeah, I'm 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 mainly my priority now is in um, making music videos to promote the stuff I've I have out. Yeah, do it up. Yeah, because you, you got so much quality music already out there Thank yeah, you. it would be it would be great to get more more uh ears on that um, right yeah the the work thing it's i a big influence on this upcoming album is uh, i wrote a lot of the songs like at night after working a whole day yeah and it kind of gives you a certain disposition <laughs> or uh or energy yeah that's different than um you know when you're unemployed or you're still in school yeah like so this is my like bumping up against the working world kind of album okay. so far maybe but it's I try not to lose the uh, the whimsicality either um, I don't know if you've had a similar kind of change in your your approach because oh, of your, your new lifestyle oh my yeah. god yes oh my god like I mean if you're listening to this and you're in school or you're unemployed you, you're gonna have so much more time yeah. <laughs> than you ever will afterward. Yeah. Don't even give me that shit about how you're busy if you're in school. All yeah. right, don't give me that. Just hire somebody to write your essay. <laughs> no, don't do that. Honestly, you'll, you'll be found out. I went to freaking. I went to undergrad and I went to grad school. I was a science major. I have 
you expend way more mental energy if you if you work an actual job. Don't give me that. So so you yeah. so so if you're if you're in school, I'm I, I don't mean to shame you. I mean to say yeah. I mean to empower you. I mean to say yeah. um you have much more mental energy to expend. And and yes. and if you feel you don't, well maybe back off a little bit on the school thing because like I don't know, like it doesn't really <laughs> yeah. matter if you graduate. We, with, we could have a whole episode yeah, just, yeah, just kind of uh, <laughs> yeah, sorry, maybe bashing on the uh, the college system. <laughs> yeah, but we could. Um, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> grad. All right, grad school is its own deal. Let's say grad school is separate. Yeah, it's, but it's separate. Undergrad, yeah, it's like those professors are afraid of having to fail you. So as long as you can work with them, the the bare minimum amount most of the time, um, yeah, you'll be fine. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, this is not to diminish if anybody is really having a difficult, um, experience or if they have learning disabilities or whatever, that's, that's all valid. Yeah. And essays suck and they take a lot of energy and time to, uh, to concentrate on, but <laughs> you, uh, don't, don't slouch on your artistic pursuits. If, if you, uh, if you have that drive, um, don't, don't be afraid to put that in your schedule, you know, waste all your time binge drinking or playing video games right. or whatever. Put now, now is a great time to, um, to, to develop other skills, you know, in addition to whatever you're learning. Amen. And like, yeah, like if you work at like, you know, somewhere where you don't have to try particularly hard, like you don't have to think particularly hard and that's your job. Like, yeah, like, you know, that's, I'm sure you have that's a lot of thing, mental yeah. energy to, to expend. There are a lot of jobs like that though. Um, right, right. Um, I'm just Not talking about like, so you know, yeah, it, like, cause, cause my job like requires me to like think very deeply and very intensely like the entire day. Um, yeah. And it's, I never thought I'd be like at a place where like, I, I just like can't make myself right because like, like some days because I wrote like an album a year, like all throughout college. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm honestly, I'm frustrated that, that I can't write, but at this, that I can't write as much, but at the same time, I'm grateful for my career and and i think that yeah. maybe in like five to ten years i'll have like a better handle on um, my day job yeah. and it, i won't have to be like expending so much mental energy so i was also gonna say to, to add to that me having a lot less free time and more restricted creative time is great for focus yes i would have a lot of time before and this kind of bled into the back to something new project where it's like well, I have all these resources available, all this time to overthink stuff. And it's, oh, I should try this. I should go down this rabbit hole. I should do this instead of like the mission that you must accomplish in two hours. You are trying to do this. These are the tools at your disposal. This is what you're good at. This is what you're not good at. Yep. This is what's going to work for you and get it done. 100%. And I feel like that lends a certain energy. Um, I've noticed a, a certain energy with my newer stuff that you don't necessarily get if, if you're just floating around. hundred percent. You, know? you, cause your time is more valuable cause you have less of it. So you really have to be organized. Yeah. It's true. So you, you get more, uh, you get more worth out of it. I, I feel like, yep. um, but you know, if you're being too overworked then you're just, you're just not gonna have the energy. So that's my number one goal of next few years for me is to, uh, to avoid that happening too much. Cause I really would love to continue 
to become a better musician and to put out this music. And uh, I just hope I can continue to figure out a way to um, make that financially viable, which is why, uh, you know, if you're a fan of Niagara Moon and you, uh, you want to, you want to get invested in this, I would, uh, I'd love your support in any way you're, you're comfortable with it. Um, I'm going to try to get a lot more newer, kind of more imaginative, cool, um, merchandise options available for the coming year too. Oh, nice. Just, uh, I'm going to 